So that's my number one focus at the moment is really working on figuring out like, how do I want my life to look? What motivates me? What brings me joy? And what actions can I take to start living that life today? So I really build those routines that enable an even better life in the future. Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark, and today I'm talking to Christina from Yuppie on Fire. That's Yuppie as in young urban professional, and Fire as in financial independence, retire early. She's doing all the things I love to talk about on this podcast to achieve freedom at work and freedom from work. She's worked from home, she's been based in six different countries, she has negotiated a three-month sabbatical. She has a side hustle. And she's investing towards financial independence. Christina, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You worked for four and a half years in the maritime industry before quitting your job without having another job to go to. So what led to that early decision to take some time away from work? I actually, I fell in love with shipping when I was spending a semester abroad in Singapore. I was fortunate enough to get a graduate position in Norway after I completed my master's degree. And that allowed me to rotate around within a shipping company for the next two years. And after I finished the graduate position, I, I basically just continued rotating around in, uh, in this company for, for the next four and a half years. And it was really, really amazing. I got to experience like the entire life cycle of a ship. I, I spent time at shipyards in Korea. I sailed from Qatar to, to Argentina and oh, also wow. got to spend time on, uh, on locations uh, that we had in Lithuania and Colombia and, and China even. And progressively throughout these four and a half years, I got more and more responsibility as well. And towards the end, I was actually invited to present to our board of directors. But despite getting all of these amazing opportunities, I, I guess I just struggled to feel fully engaged. Yeah. I was also struggling a lot with bringing myself to work. I struggled a lot with imposter syndrome and also a lot with insecurities throughout these four and a half years. And at least at that time, I, I felt like something was, was wrong with me because how can you travel the world? How can you yeah. stand in front of this board of directors in this fancy boardroom and still feel like it's not enough and that you, you don't really feel like you, you belong. And I guess that's really what made me quit my job yeah. to take some time away from the job market, move back to Denmark and really figure out what job was right for me. Because yeah. at least at that time, I was very much convinced that my job should be my life and my job should be my, my personality. 
And I was so convinced that I just needed to find that one company or that one position or that one boss who really believed in me. And that would sort of make me feel like I belonged and that I was doing the work that I was supposed to do. So I was definitely putting a lot of pressure and expectations towards my, my job at that time. Perhaps you can talk about some of the different ways in which you felt you didn't belong. I mean, most people won't know much about the maritime industry. I know there were some things that you didn't like about it. You know, a good example is just the lack of women in the industry. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad, really, because I honestly do believe that the maritime industry is an extremely exciting place to work. The world is basically your workplace. There are a lot of really interesting people with different backgrounds and cultures. It's essentially like the the oldest industry in the world. And it's like such a a key player in in global trade and, and energy infrastructure. Yeah. But at the same time, it's very old-fashioned in a lot of aspects. It's really slow when it comes to adapting to change. We have a really long way to go in terms of decarbonization. And I don't want to say an even bigger or longer way to go in terms of diversity, but for sure, it's not a very diverse industry at this point in time, at least. But I think uh, at least since I joined the industry, there has been a lot of focus on on diversity and and inclusion, especially in in the company that I work for today. I think a lot of really interesting things are happening in the industry at the moment, but it is still a work in progress and you do have to develop quite a bit of backbone to, (laughs) to, uh, to make your way in this industry. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how... You sometimes in some jobs, in some particular environments, some particular industries, you do need backbone. It's a good way of putting it. Work shouldn't really be like that, should it? Definitely. And I think you also need to, yeah, to build that confidence. Because for me, I sometimes struggled a little bit with the insecurity because of of this. Like, while I really enjoy this diversity agenda, I sometimes personally also struggled a little bit with insecurity, thinking like, am I only here because of my gender? Right. But I think it's it's also one of these things that made me work a lot harder to, to really prove myself, not just to others, but to myself at least, and work hard to prove that I am here because of my qualifications and, and I do belong at this table. So after your time away, you ended up actually in another job in the maritime industry. And I, I know a little bit about how that feels because I've many times taken time away from the tech industry only to end up in another job in the tech industry. So how did that feel for you having taken the decision to take a break to end up back in the same industry? It felt familiar in a, in the worst possible <laughs> way, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like suddenly... Uh, all my my old insecurities that I that I thought that I had gotten rid of during my time away from work, they they suddenly rushed to the surface again. It may come as a shock, but you know, like the company was new, the the role was new, but somehow I was still the same. Um, and the things that bothered me about my old company and about the maritime industry in general, those things hadn't really changed the three months that I was away from work. Yeah, But I think 
this is also what made me realize that my surroundings are, are not gonna magically change. The maritime industry is what it is at the moment. And while I can hope and, and push for, for change in the industry, I think what was more important was actually for my outlook and my mindset to change. Yeah. And that was tough to realize because it meant that it's all on me and it would require a lot of personal work to get there. But I think it gave me that final push that I really needed to realize and accept that I cannot keep expecting my job to be my life. I really need to figure out who I am outside of work and then bring that person to the office and just be confident that who I am is welcome in the industry, but, yeah. but also very much needed to drive the change that is necessary. I know you were working through some of these thoughts during lockdown. I think you went straight into lockdown pretty much after you went back to your new job in the same industry. So can you tell us what happened, what that experience was like for you during lockdown? Yeah, so I was quite unfortunate because I started out my new job on the first day of lockdown yeah. in Copenhagen back in March 2020. So that was definitely not ideal from, from sort of like a, a career point of view, especially in the role that I was employed for, because that was very much network driven and very hands on. Yeah. And it also required a lot of traveling to meet with the customers and build a relationships that were necessary to bring in business. But at the same time, it was really great from a personal development point of view, because I suddenly had all this time where I couldn't really work. And so for once, I managed not to waste my free time on Netflix and chill, um, <laughs> at least not, <laughs> not all of it. Yeah. So I started taking these online courses and joining these online networks and listening to lots and lots of podcasts and, and YouTubes. And I got really into investing, first of all, yeah. by joining a Female Invest. But I also got a lot more interested in and disciplined about mindfulness and, and mental health. I took this really amazing course from Yale called The Science of Wellbeing. It's completely free to take and I highly recommend it to everyone. And I also started seeing a coach who really guided me towards finding my own personal strengths and my own personal values. And it was a lot of hard work and it was yeah. uncomfortable in the sense that I suddenly realized what I like to do and what motivates me and what I discovered was that everything about my strengths and my values that was the complete opposite of the role that I was working in but it was also really helpful in the sense that it gave me a lot of perspective and strength and motivation that I really hadn't had for a very long time. And that's also when I started my Instagram profile, I got very serious or more serious about financial independence, but I also took charge about my workplace and trying to make that work. And I was very honest with my company about 
what motivates me and how I like to work. And they were extremely open towards the discussions that we had. And eventually I actually got to write out my own job description. So now if I don't like work, I only have myself to blame. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. That's a really powerful thing to do, to go to your employer and say, hey, the job's not working for me the way it is. Here's how it might work for me. And that's amazing that they were open to that conversation. So you said that you got more interested in financial independence. And I've seen from your Instagram that you've described your financial independence philosophy as one, avoid lifestyle creep, two, invest annual salary increases, and three, build additional income streams. I think that's an amazing framework. So let's start with number one. What's lifestyle creep and how do you avoid it? For me, lifestyle creep is really getting used to more. So whenever you earn more money, you also spend more money. How I try to avoid it is be really clear about my priorities and about my values, and then take those priorities into work and really compare all the opportunities that you have with these priorities. And at the same time, also see your priorities as investments. So the more time you spend on your priorities, or sometimes the more money you spend on your priorities, the, the stronger the foundation gets as well. That leads into number two, which is investing annual salary increases. Could you talk about why that's important? Exactly. I mean, I'm a very goal-oriented person, first of all, but I think also knowing again, what your priorities are and how you want your life and especially your, your future to look, it makes it a lot easier to just whenever you have more money coming in, instead of spending that, just putting that towards your goal to speed up the process and enjoy the beautiful compound effect. And so number three for you is building additional income streams. So I know that you've just bought an apartment and maybe that in future will become an additional income stream for you. But you also have a side hustle. Could you tell us about your side hustle? Yes, I can try at least. It's still early days. I officially launched it back in January. And at least to start out with, it's going to be quite low maintenance and quite low investment kind of business. So what I'm focusing on at the moment is developing digital downloads as well as print-on-demand products. And my mission for this shop is really to try to make personal finances part of women's self-care routine. Still early days, but I will be taking three-month mini-retirements this summer, and that is where I plan to really focus the majority of time on really further developing this business and, yeah, see what, what it can become. Oh, that's fantastic. So what would you imagine your life to be like after you achieve financial independence? I think my, my number one ambition is that my life actually looks exactly the same before and after I achieve financial independence. That's not to say that I want my financially independent life to look the way my life looks today. But 
I don't want to live a life now that I hate just so I can love my life in the future. I think my present is more important than my future. But I think when you know and imagine what your future should look like, I, I also think that that automatically changes the way you live your present. So that's my number one focus at the moment is really working on figuring out like, how do I want my life to look? What motivates me? What brings me joy? And what actions can I take to start living that life today? So I really build those routines that enable an even better life in the future. How has embarking on this path to financial independence changed how you think about first your work and, and also your life as a whole? I mean, I think First of all, it's given my job a sense of purpose because now it's no longer just going to work, bring home the paycheck, spend that paycheck and then go to work again. Like now it's yeah. much more an enabler for my future. So very much focused the way that I spend this paycheck and being a lot smarter about that. And I think it's also just given me like a lot more clarity in my priorities and focus my time and, and energy around that. And then lastly, I want to say that it's also made me a lot more confident, but also a lot more appreciative about life in, in general, because you now know that you have the possibility to achieve more freedom and build the life that you dream of. So yeah, what are you waiting for? It's really just starts working towards that freedom today. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of financial independence. I talk about it to, to everyone who, who wants to listen. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your sharing your story, Christina. I think a lot of people are going to find a lot of inspiration in what you've said. Listeners, if you'd like to connect with Christina, you can follow her on Instagram at yuppieonfire. And if you're interested in financial independence, I recommend you do follow her for inspiration. Her posts are beautifully clear. Christina, thanks so much for joining me on the Quit Work Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Quit Work Podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkproject.com. And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own Quit Work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkproject.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life. <laughs>